Shadadadaba Rakata Pali Brakatundu Shadai Sindi Bruska Pile Brahmando Shadai Sibre Mando Skyli Brakapando Shadai Libra Mando Skitete Librakapando Sela Shandi de Busa Rakapapande Celebrando Scapai Zida Babande Celebracata Yeka Papapando Soro Cocotande da Baba Spirit of the Living God you are the only one who sustains the ability to grant us light. Labrando capande silibracatande silibracatande de bosha. The Bible declares that the entrance of your word gives light and even understanding unto the simple. And so we submit to you, who is the wisdom of God. Teach us the way of the Spirit tonight. Teach us the way of the Spirit tonight. Rapande candus capaile bracata Zondo capaile bracapando sande shadai Zicando rabande ketele bracapando shadai Zomande keli bracapando shande de debosa Libracata Zicando shatai Manda ika papa Ma kaile braki ketoska papa Rata papa pande sele de debu Manda ika pando shadai Ika na mandos kata Fava Yeda pando kokoto Tonight we pray, O God, that there will be encounters as per Joel 4 to 2 5. As per Joel 4 to 2 verse 5, where we will say, well, I have heard of you with the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you, Lord. Ikapa Yeda Bando Shandadaba O Seketana Brakapa Father we have come to proskineo you Libra Manda Kapai Librakata You have spoken Ah twice have we heard Le you said you are spirit Labrakata So we need to worship you in spirit and truth Rekete Mande Ya Oskapande Kapapa Labrakata Zora bandikite, and as part of that bilateral exchange, mande kaboska papando shadai rata papa. You will not only care for us, O God, but you will visit us. You will not only care for us, O Lord, but you will visit us. Lebra kapando sala. That is the right that we have. Eka pa manda kapa according to the covenant, O God. Reketa papa oskapa ratified by the blood of the so we place a demand on the spirit tonight god oh great i am you who is who was and is to come who can stay your hand god of the spotted and speckled 
mande kai libratato rekete boboma mande ke libratando shadai oh god of acceleration transformation makapando soro god of manifestation ah shandai libra makapapa rokokokoto libra mande kapapa just as you spoke oh god lebapa by the fathers and the prophets before us lay lord we say come and speak for us and through us and for us oh god come and speak to us and for us and through us use our lips for battle and our tongues for war use our lips for battle and our tongues for war use our Tongues like the pen of a ready writer. Labracapande celebracata. Oh God, license heaven on earth through us. We are host, oh God. Lebracapapa, we submit, oh God, unto your will. Labashanda ikai lebracapando so. Your basilius will be done. Your kingdom, ekai labracata. Oh, selene, the right to rule. Labracapande shandeke de celebracata. Bradosa, Yeda Babandos Kapai, Rekapapando Shande Ilabra, Sondo Ye Manosco Tande Keketele Bracata, Jada Dada Babande Keleba Babando Koto, Ye Mandos Kapa, Ilababa, Zoko Mande Calabracata, Zala Braketete. We have come for an audience, we have come for an audience, oh God, Yada Bababa, with He who walks upon the wings of the wind you who dwell between the cherubim you oh god whose glory thunders we come oh god to seek an audience with the light that was before Genesis was, uh, before the day was, oh God. Father, we come to thrive in your kingdom on the strength of our encounter. Therefore, that we may decree and declare every meeting that is ordained of God. You have commissioned, oh God, these 40 days of encounter, these 40 days of worship, these 40 days of obeisance. Yes. It's a sacrifice, but we will press. We'll press, oh God. Even when it's fatigue, even when our body is saying we don't want to do it, we will press. We will submit our bodies, uh, submit our soul, uh, submit our will, mind, and emotions, oh God. Lord, we place ourselves on the altar. Say, have your way, Lord. Do your will. Man, decay today, ah, tonight, and every day thereafter. We are but hosts, oh Lord. We are hosts. 
Mande shanda da da ba, raka pa pa pa, zeda ba raba sele da 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 bosa. Mande kete katolambano us, oh God, for that which you created us for. Lord, we have come in the volume of the book that is written of us. Eka lebrakata, we have come, oh God, in the volume of the book that is written of us. Manda yada ba shande de bo, raka pa, for you have known us and you know us, oh God. Lebra kapande sekatai, mande yadaba, o kapapande selede. It was your goodwill, O God, to predestine us. Yea, mando ye lebra kata to predestine us, O God. Leba shanda da baba to be an agent of change. La bratosa, manda yadaba. Shando seketete to be an agent of change in this final act of this world of oh god in the third and final chapter of oh god in the dispensation of your spirit Maya da bashka pande lebrakata zondo shakande de barabande kata rada bababa katolambana was oh god rika papande skapande yadababando koto thank you for your bible thank you for your word labra thank you for the graphic of god rika papa which are coordinates your scriptures are coordinates lebashanda kaile brakata o sekete teli brakata oh and how to transact leba and kononia with this living god the living god there are many voices in this world and none of them are without significance but it's yours oh god it's you who holds hey, everything together by the word of your power Monday he condescended to God and you tabernacled in flesh. So you can may live amongst us. Ah, you lived amongst us and you sacrificed your life. Ah, you was beaten. Ah, Shaddai was beaten. You was beaten. Killed, you were buried. But you resurrected, oh God, to glory. You resurrected to glory, resurrected to glory. Ah, uh, so you can send the comforter. You can send the comforter. This dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Lebracata. Why do the heavens rage? Ah, Laba Shanda Daba. Oh, Kapapa. And the rulers of this world imagine a vain thing. Leba Kapando Sande de Rebain. Oh, Kapanda Lababa. For the foolishness of God is wiser than the best of man. Laba Shakata Baraba Shanda Daba. 
Oh, Laba Shanda Laba. Oh, Baba, for had they not, had they known, oh God, they would not have crucified the lord of glory they would not have crucified the lord of glory that inadvertently they inadvertently set us free we are now free from the traps and the snares of the fowler our soul hey our soul hungers after you oh lord spirit of the living god will you hover over us oh god like you hovered over the deep and bring our lives to a high order elevate and ascend us so we may climb we may climb and ascend the hill of the lord for we know that we are the apple of your eye oh god we know that our names are engraved in the palm of your hands Zora Baba Baba Roko for we know whose we are and whose we are, whom we are and whose we are. Ah, uh, we come and stand in the authority of the Christ. Leba Shanda Daba Roko Totonde de Debosha Sikata Badida Jeve de Belegedi Balagada Zabronde Jabraduri Ekete Zabrodunduri Kabarabada Ilaba Zabarabarabareate Zevedede Zevedebede Zevedebele Gedibarada Larobuj Nahadadadiata Legre de Boron de Beleketi Labarada Regede Bezigadabu Zevedebede Gedibaradu Mantarabodo Jevedebedidi Zigredebe Zigredebe Zigredebele Gedibaragada Zavro do boroko baraka zambre dede zambre dede zambre dede zambre 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 regede bele bele bedigadabada zabu riadabu riabu 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 riababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababab
mantwaba lekwata bariata etoboikata lebo alemokoti eto wakwate bebea ikata bariatoria keta zebeleketwa zebeleketo 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 lebenunta jebabadia jebadabadia marentoba marentobarieke mileturieketaba ilietoria 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 mailetusna farabakata gedebelegeti mercy lord jagadabarokote have mercy on us lord have mercy on us lord have mercy on us lord reketabilekia mercy 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 lord we cry out for your mercy upon everyone every family every life every destiny connected to this house mercy yeshua look upon us with mercy look upon us with mercy yeshua look upon us with mercy ayeto ayetaba mariandescope lerubababa anetenia let your blood speak better things than the blood of abel ayeka Mercy Lord Jigedevunavadi Mercy Lord Mercy Lord Zigadabaruma kaye sabade Mercy Lord Mercy Lord Zavadiborokuria babadwa Zevedebeleberin tarabazonde ribagadwa Rakatabarietoria kaba leba 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 lebedebelebedibarabada leba 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 lebedebedebedibarabada leba 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 reba baba 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 ikata lirudie kunda ravazige deveda le ruva zavadie kotoria jebaraka runga dabadia kata liruze gediborokota levruda baba boatoria kanta bariata el bariatoria kataba rekoria namanta barie rekuria katwala etwala etwala Rekondibirie ketebela diatala Rekeila barunta badela Jebre kwete ligada barahadi Zebedia 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 La runa ikatebe La runa ikatebe La runa ikatabariata
glory, mercy, glory, mercy, glory, mercy, glory, mercy, glory, mercy, glory, mercy. We plead your blood over this family of faith. We plead the blood of Yeshua. Ayeto, 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 Ayeburaka, Mayeka Sala. Your blood. Always merciful to me. Your blood. Your blood. Your blood. The blood. The blood. Let the blood speak for us. Let the blood speak for us. We enter the testimony of the blood. Karebaya Etoba Aleketiba Etebo Ayekatia. Your blood. Your blood. Your blood. Your blood. Eje Jesu. Eje Jesu. Eje Jesu. Let your blood speak. Ropara Jesu. Ropara Jesu. Ropara Jesu. Your blood. Your blood. Your blood. Your blood. Let it speak. Father, tonight we call on the witness of the blood. Wherever you are, lift your hands. Every testimony concerning us that is not in line with the testimony of the blood in our favor have mercy let the blood swallow up the handwriting of every ordinance let your blood blot out every ordinance written against us <laughs> let it frustrate the tokens of liars every token every token every token every point of reference every charm every amulet every item every token of the occult of the demonic every machination against our lives we shut down we cancel we frustrate we bring low la rebati elebo elebo be broken be scattered you are Et 
Kasi Lato Mikataila Reto 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 I cancel you Every machination Every trap of hell I declare that our souls have escaped like birds from the snare of the fowlers like dogs or unlike dogs we will not return to our vomit every vomit calling any one of us Rokore bababaria tonendia Jivradoza braquetenenta Every vomit That is appealing We wash away in the blood Grace 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 We cry for grace we cry for grace. Ayeto. Grace. 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 Who are you, O mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall be laid low by shouts of grace. 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 Grace, grace over us. Grace over our minds. Grace over our minds. Grace over our bodies. Grace over our souls. Grace over our spirits. Lekurabata el belentwa el belentwa el belentwa. El Belento Ragadiba Ragadia Gada Zegedebedua Zegedebelegedua Zebelegedebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebelebel
kingdom culture be seated that every house connected to this platform is seated in heavenly places in christ jesus far above principalities and powers far above wickedness of the unseen realm far above spiritual wickedness far above far above far above hallelujah Hallelujah. 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 Glory. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Zivara Badabadia. Zivere Bede de Belege di Baladwa. Adwa, 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 Adwa. Rabarabadwa, Adwa. Rebede Begende Belege di Baragadwa. Rabarabarabacataila Baragataila Bata. Lege de Belege di Baragadwa. Zigere Belege Bende Rebege Dindarabadwa. Adwa, Kadwa, 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 Kadwa. Rege de Belebe Zigadabadwa. Igadabarabazon Telebelege di Baragadwa. Lebelebelebe Jandarabaga di Baragadwa. Rege de Belege Zibarabadwa. Zevelebelebelebelen Telebelente Belegidibiakata Baragadwa. Zevelebelebelebelikata. We license freedom. We license deliverance. We license freedom. We license deliverance. Zevedebelika lama sonta la bahadega. Zevedi barada. Iga dabadwa. Iga dabadwa. Iga dabara bari baragadwa. Zebedwa. 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 Father, we ask for grace in this season. The grace for protective consecration. Not just performing consecration. The grace for protective consecration. Give us grace. Give us grace. La Corte Brendia. Give us protective consecrative grace. Give us the grace that covers. The grace for the consecration that covers. Adi Buradia. Santi Bariete. Aiko, Aiko to, lepuento skilevedi, lepuento, lepuento skivedi, lepuento skilevedi. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, sir. Aye toba, 
aye toba marikanduri pour oil and wine into every wound restore every failing altar e maruna katebe every spirit of balam and jezebel we bring you low in the name of jesus our souls have escaped like snares like birds from the snares of fathers Father, we welcome your spirit, O oh God. We welcome your spirit, O oh God, in our houses, in our classes, in our embassies. We thank you, God, irrespective of where we are geographically located in the world, that you are with us. You are omnipresent, you are omniscient, you are omnipotent. You are a timeless God. You are boundless. You are indefectible. Zondokika Labrakata as it says in Timothy 1 Timothy 117. Yea, you are king eternal, immortal, invisible, only wise God. Unto you be honor and glory forever and ever king eternal father we recognize oh god that in the unseen realm there are other spirits but there's only one spirit that is yahweh kz bratos kappa you are king of kings and lord of lords you're the builder of faith throughout the ages the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof the world and all those that dwell in it is all yours oh god father we thank you oh god that you are self-sufficient and self-sustaining and yet it is in your goodness you desire to share you desire to rule with your creation and just like you have your divine counsel in heaven you have your body of christ on earth like it says in Ecclesiastes, nothing is new under sun. Just as Israel, just as the children of Israel let you down, we can see, oh God, that in the body of Christ, we been as a whole we haven't fulfilled and lived up to our expectation there are wolves 
there are wolves in sheep's clothing there are wolves behind the pulpit oh god the body of christ is anemic father thank you god for prayer culture just one of the hubs that you are raised up in the end time and thank you god for teaching teaching that you are spirit and we need to worship in spirit and truth it is a bilateral exchange and we know oh god when we hit that frequency when we are worshiping in spirit and truth that you will care for us and you will visit us you will care for us and you will visit us you are not a man that you should lie nor the son of man that you should repent oh god you watch over your word to perform it so we thank you lord that after these 40 days and after the summit that we will never be the same as we went in Libra, our lives has changed our lives are changed and you're doing a work in us those that are chosen that that were predestined of god manda kadai zodosh kapai rada ikando se lababande kadas kitande de devosha rada baba ba librakata predestined of god librakata e maloosh kata represent you to represent you to be agents of change in these end times oh lord zeda bashkatai so we say continue to pour out your wisdom continue to teach us let us understand let us get a sense of gnosko to know you ah to know you your word says in john 17 3 to know the father is eternal life to know the Father is eternal life. Le bashada bandikiti is not escaping hell. Abashandeke le baba Even though that's a subset, but the reality is, is you, oh God, desire to know your creation. Uh, it's Emmanuel, just as it was in the in Eden pre-fall, and just as it will be in Revelations. We can have that right here, right now. La bashkapa. If we discipline ourselves, if we apply ourselves to consistency. For we know that the spirit realm, the spirit realm reacts and rewards consistency. There are callings, there are giftings, there are burdens, and there are mantles of God. In this season, oh God, we will understand and we get to know our calling, we get to understand and know the burden that your place on our hearts la basha da kabaskitai rekete telebo will move to a place of god where we put everything where we say drop everything we'll drop everything and we will set aside time of god to just worship ah to worship and behold the face of the father panim to panim la basha da kata for every day we are dying a death death to self 
for it is a good and honorable service that we can do uh, to offer our lives as a living sacrifice to have the Holy Spirit the Father and the Son to dwell, to abide with us, in us Papa is not an easy path there will be challenges so this is why we need to have kononia we need to have that fellowship we need to have that oneness with the spirit in Jesus name and father we welcome you tonight in spirit and in truth let your agenda be unchallenged let your counsel be unfettered let your kingdom come and let your will be done we give you glory we give you glory we give you glory 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 And Lord, tonight, let your presence come in this room. We ask you for the overshadowing of the supernatural, of the invisible realm. Let it be tangible in its operation. Let the unseen world, as directed by you, O Lord, gain preeminence over the seen. Let the office of Christ administrate healing, deliverance, blessing, consecration, sanctification, and every work of heaven that it seeks to accomplish in the earth. It is to you that all glory, honor, and power shall be. Thank you, Lord. In the precious name of Jesus somebody put your hands together for the lord hallelujah all right grab a seat wherever you are um by the way i forgot to mention this the last over a week now i believe uh in addition to those of us here in the embassy studio around the world especially here in the uk uh there are our normal clusters in which we we gather for Sunday and midweek, Sunday service, Sunday broadcast, midweek life groups uh, have also been gathering and meeting in some places for this 40-day journey. So if you are at a cluster, 
uh, a cluster would usually be a house, a coffee shop. I'm assuming most of the clusters for this journey are in homes. Uh, you are welcome. You are welcome. You're welcome. Let's get into the word of the Lord tonight. Tonight is night 24. Uh, if you don't know, we are going for 40 days uh, dealing with the Bible like maybe you haven't seen before. But even if you have basically laid the foundation for what God is about to pour out on us in this season of elevation and activation. Um, there is a playlist in the video description. So if you have joined us in the middle of these 40 days, make sure you at your own leisure time start from day one and work your way through. Uh, you will see why. It will be like no curriculum, I can guarantee. It'll be like almost no curriculum you've ever been through for the vast majority of us. Um, and like I've said several times, there's days where we transition neatly from the last day to the next one, and there's days where we jump. The reason is that this curriculum is designed to be a foundation. We're going to come back at some point in the future. Maybe we won't do 40 days every single time. We may do blocks of 7 or 10 or maximum 14, but we're going to be building on this. And so some of the gaps in between the days are things that we will break down in more detail. See this as the foundation class, and then we will go into more advanced levels. Uh, but because we need to get a certain curriculum in 40 days, we're having to jump through certain things. Now, um, the last time you saw me here, which was day before yesterday, also there's been days where rather than teaching, we just have prayer sessions. Uh, I've sadly noticed, Tony, that the prayer sessions are less attended. Less people seem to come to pray than to come to hear the word and pray. Uh, and hear me, the Bible says when God calls for a watchman or sets up a watchman and when he warns that the sword is coming, that if the people don't listen, their blood is on their head. This watchman has warned that this is a season of divine confrontation, right? That there is a counterattack from the enemy seeking to frustrate the dealings of the Lord in lives and destinies. So please, please, please take this period serious. Amen. Uh, also, we're praying every night till Monday, seven days this one, at 11 p.m. UK time at the press. If you haven't been regular there, I am pleading with you. If you've been tardy, if you've taken a few days off, let's finish this, literally, right? Let's, let's, let's put the defense system in place so that we can laugh at calamity when it comes, like the Bible says. And the people of God said... A to the men. Hallelujah. 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 Right. Let's go to the word of the Lord tonight. I'm going to read our anchor scripture for tonight and then we will go. Somebody say, we will go. So tonight, I want you to come with me to the book of Romans. We're going to read two scriptures in the book of Romans. We're going to go first to Romans chapter 3 verse 23 and then we will move to romans chapter 5 you will not escape tonight the same in jesus name romans 3 23 i repeat you will not escape tonight the same in jesus name let me try this one more time i'm, I'm looking for a few amens you will not escape tonight the same way in jesus name 
Now, let's read verse 23, and then we may go through some of the other verses around it. Should we have time over this next couple of days? I'm all right. And so, uh, this is going to be my topic today and at least tomorrow. So, I'm here at 7 p.m. today. I will be back, God willing, at 7 p.m. tomorrow night, UK time. And these two days, we're going to be talking about sin. Now, the last few days, we spoke about Christ. Well, first Jesus, then Christ. We will come back to that. But let's deal with sin. Now, the Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all, someone say all, have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. Right? Now, let's go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Some would say all have sinned. Father, would you hijack this clay vessel tonight lips tongue mind brain spirit every part of my being as a faucet for your glory and your power cut like a hot knife through butter all that stands in the way of your agenda let us be transformed conformed informed and reformed to you be all glory and praise to ours be the story and the privilege of our hands to you we get to raise in jesus name we pray amen all righty let's go so let's go back to romans chapter three and if you wonder why this would be the next thing we would look at after scratching the surface on introducing jesus and the christ Let's start reading now from Romans chapter 3. Verse, now, actually, if you read, now, I'm not good, I don't have time to do that today, but if you read the whole of Romans chapter 3, it is actually a very insightful chapter. Um, if we have time over these 40 days, we will deal with the concept of the law. And if we don't have time these 40 days, the next time we pick up this curriculum after this journey is over, we will deal with the law. We'll deal with the law in the same season as we deal with the concept of covenants. Because you must understand that the law, or laws literally, both the law of Moses, the law of death, uh, and the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, are custodians of, of covenants. But verse 19, actually, no, that's, no, let's go to verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest. So is the righteousness of God without the law. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. In essence, what the law and the prophets, the Old Testament, was a witness of the righteousness of God. The same righteousness that the Bible says Abraham got. Remember, Tony? The Bible says Abraham believed God and it was credited to his account as righteousness. Uh, you will notice if you study your Bible well that contrary to what the hyper-grace merchants have taught us, that grace is actually an Old Testament concept. 
Men like Moses would say, if I have found grace in your sight. Verse 22 then says, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all that believe. Now look, the righteous, this righteousness. Now we spent a week before this 40 days dealing with the scepter of righteousness. We define righteousness as a state of acceptability to God, right? Or what lines up with the desire or the, or the threshold of God. We will break righteousness down in more detail over this next few weeks if we get there. And again, again, like I said, after these 40 days are over, we're going to take a break for the summit. We're coming back in December for Tabernacle of David. That will be more pray, Moses, sorry, Tabernacle of Moses. If you don't realize, if you don't know, by the way, the first 21 days of December every year, we go on a journey called the Tabernacle of Moses. It's a time of praying uh, and of prophetic transaction, but also a little teaching. And so either the Tabernacle of Moses, but most likely next year, we will have another It Is Written. And maybe there we will deal with righteousness in more detail, but we will touch it in this one. But suffice to know before I go further into sin, Tony, that there are two dimensions to righteousness. I'll show you this probably next week. The first dimension is the righteousness of a state. The second direction, dimension is a righteousness that is worked out from that state into behavior and actions. I should rephrase, there are two dimensions to the righteousness of Christ. Because the Bible talks about not being found in our own righteousness. It says that our own righteousness is like filthy rags in essence. Any attempt to please God in human flesh, according to God, is a menstrual cloth. It's a tampon. Do, do, I mean, let the, the imagery make you puke. You get it, right? All right. Now... But the righteousness of Christ starts as a position. When you and I accept the Lordship of Christ, and we'll come back to Christ again next week, the fact that he is Jesus, the image, and Christ, the administration of God's agenda in the earth, we're going to deal with what he came to address. And that's why we're dealing with sin first. Because if we don't deal with sin, you won't understand his office and his ministry but when you come into christ when that remember he's the word the logos made flesh not the word in skin he is the, the reality of god condensed to a software your soul can run a an inspirative uh transactional force inside you that births your behavior the same way the flesh does for sin so when, you, when Christ, like I said yesterday, or was it two days ago, it is not so much us giving our lives to Christ as Christ giving his life to us. There is a dimension in which salvation is you giving your life to Christ. In essence, you are saying, you, in essence, the lordship is you giving your life to Christ. When you say, be my lord and savior, be my lord means I will now be under your government. And the average Christian today seems to have erased that. Are you hearing me? That salvation is not just fire insurance. It is a call 
to live a life that is controlled by a king, Tony. The, the sinner's prayer, even though it's not lifted from the Bible, it actually is biblical if you understand the words as they were crafted. Be my Lord means I will now obey your directions. You now own me. Someone say own me. You can call for me at any time. I am a slave in love. A duolos. I am a diaconia, a house servant, a.k.a. deacon. Can, can, I go, can I go there for a little bit? Tony, when you get born again, you lose the right to, dis, to design your life. We don't teach this in the church, do we, these days? I was talking at the press last night, for those of you who are at the press, about how usually in these kinds of seasons, I try not to listen to recent sermons or statements by other prophetic voices because I don't want what God is saying to them. I don't want to come to a pulpit and say something that was influenced by them, right? So I, I like to keep it separate. There are seasons where I'm drinking, but seasons where God wants to birth prophetic statements and direction and teaching, I like to isolate my spirit. But yesterday I stumbled onto something after Minister Gerard was doing the Bible. Yesterday's prayer was deep. If you weren't there yesterday, go pray along to it. I stumbled into a service, you know, at another apostolic house around the world, um, co-laborer of the faith, and the preacher said some things, and I thought, this is God speaking. Now, I shared two or three things with you guys last night. There's one thing I forgot to mention, he said. He said that being in, and I think we've taught this here before when we talk about what is man, Psalm chapter 8, remember, that man was born into a conflict. Are you with me? Every human being was born into a world at war. The moment you were born, when Adam was, cre Adam was created into a civil war in the spirit realm. So if you're born in a war zone at a war time, there are luxuries you cannot afford. But he then said, and this is what blessed me so much. He says, when you get saved, a side is chosen for you. Actually, I take footnote before I get it. He said, he said, and there is no middle ground in this war. You know how in the West, I say we know Ukraine and Russia, the rest, some countries are trying to remain neutral. There is no neutrality in the war of the spirit. Jesus put it this way. He says, if you are not with us, you are against us. And if you are not gathering, you're scattering. In another place, he says, if you are not against us, right, you are for us. So Jesus seems to say there is no middle ground. No human being even if they are not born again, Tony, is an innocent bystander in this war. You may not be intentionally conscripted into the war shown in Psalm 8, to steal the avenger and put the enemy in check, but every human being, knowingly or unknowingly, is on his side. If you are not on God's side, you are against God. So Moses asked, who is on the Lord's side? And everybody who did not join that side was open game for that slaughter. Now this, this and I'm, I'm claiming him as my brother because there's so few of us these days. I also found out, Tony, he's from the same part of the world as I'm from. He's not just Nigerian. We share a hometown. And if you know our hometown, you know how horrible it is. So to find men from that part of the world, 
right? The worry area in Nigeria who are that on fire for God, you're my brother by default. We'll meet someday. And he said, when you get saved, a side is chosen for you. And so if you are not aware you are at war, you will be a casualty. Because when you say, be my Lord, you're now saying, Jesus, I have nailed my mast or my colors to your mast. I'm now in your, in your rank. I'm not, I'm not ranked in your army. I'm a member of your household. So, Tony, this is what we may not have taught a generation. I, I've tried, but I don't know, those of you watching, if you were taught, that the moment you, quote unquote, gave your life to Christ, you lost the right to have an opinion on everything in life. Let me repeat. Okay, let me say almost everything. The Christian does not have the luxury of an opinion. The Christian must by default default to God's opinion. The Christian cannot say I believe or I think. The Christian must say, I believe this is what God has to say. Are you guys taking notes? Secondly, when you get quote unquote saved, you lose the right to plan your life and anything you have influence or control over. The Christian does not say, I only want two children. The Christian says, I believe God would have me have two children. And at any point God updates that instruction, the Christian says, yes, sir. I have friends who God literally instructed prophetically, it's time for another child. Some of them in their late 40s. Why? Because God has a reason for that child. God has searched the archives of the spirit and realized that this destiny will be best served passing through that household. And it doesn't matter if you've done your family planning. God says, I have a prophet to send to the world and you will be its father. You say, yes, sir. God, exactly. The Christian does not decide what city to live in. I'm coming to sin in a second, but let's just deal with the Lord. Because sin has to do with the Savior. Let's deal with the Lord of the sinner's prayer. The Christian does not say, London is a good place for my business. No. The Christian, because Christ is now his Lord will find out how the administration of God's will, remember, Christ is the system through which the dealings of God are administered in the earth, will find out how that system will best be served through his life. And if that means staying in a bush in the hinterlands of Somalia for the rest of his life, the Christian will say, yes, sir. Listen, 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 listen. And the Christian cannot present that 
as something for God to be proud of. Romans 12 calls that reasonable service. It's, does that make sense? So like I, I gave an analogy the other day. Tony, please, would you help me get a cup of coffee? That's not reasonable service. Right? That is a matter of love, honor, regard, and care. Does that make sense? But between this time and that time, Tony, do some things. Wisdom says present it. Being, being a leader doesn't make you a jerk. Shouldn't make you a jerk. But there's a difference between asking for something that's contractual and asking for something that is extraordinary. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? There are things God will ask you for that are extraordinary. It is that God will say, God will give you a choice. Jesus says, the Lord told me, I can lay down my life, I can pick it up again. That's a choice. That's why there was this amazing reward for that choice. Because that choice was within the realm of his will. But being a believer under the lordship of the kingdom, many of the things we clap for people about are reasonable service. Can I go deeper? The Christian doesn't ask when he's going to get married. The Christian asks, Lord, even though 90 something percent of the time the answer is yes, there is a small set of people the Bible talks about as having the gift of celibacy. So the Christian first finds out, would you have me marry? Mm. Oh, I asked the question. I'm seeing. Then the question then says, when would you have me marry? Is it now? And God may say, yes to will you be married, no to now. There was a time, it was in 2004 and five. From four to five, I kept asking God. And one day God said, son, um, when I'm ready. No, no, it's four. God said, when I'm ready, I'll show you your wife. So he says, don't mention that prayer anymore. He says, you can speak into the future. You can declare over her. You can declare that she's coming. You can declare my will for her life. But do not open your mouth in prayer again to ask me who your wife is till I'm ready to talk to you. Hmm. Because then it's like, oh, yeah, it's easy for pastors like you to talk about marriage because you're already married. I'm telling you how I got married. And my, my, the choice of my wife, Tony, is the... See, if I ever doubt I can hear God, I remember he led me to her. See, when I'm in seasons where... I'm not joking. There's times where I'm like, God, how much I can hear you clearly in this situation? Then I remember that you led me to... Th uh, no, th that voice hasn't stopped speaking. But how did he speak, Tony? He said to me in 2004, don't talk to me about this matter again. June 2004. He says, don't discuss it again. It was over a year later that he woke up and said, dude, um, that girl you're praying for as a quote-unquote mentee, that's actually your wife. The Christian doesn't say, God, what university should I go to? The Christian first asks, is it your will that I go to university? Christian doesn't even ask that question. Christian just says, Lord, I've finished my school. What next? 
We don't teach these things anymore. The Christian doesn't say, Lord, which job should I apply for? He says, Lord, I've finished school, or if I went to university, I've finished university. What next for my life? I was listening to a brother of mine preaching a year ago, Tony, and he says he fit in Nigeria. We have something called youth service. It's something you do after you finish secondary school. No, sorry, university. You serve the country supposedly for a year. Notice I said supposedly. And so, Tony, he arrived at youth service in January. Many of you have heard this story before. I assume. And he started asking God in January of that year, what next for my life? Who am I talking to? And he said it was a whole year of fasting and praying. He took a week's break. When he finished youth service in August and went home, he took a week off the fast. If you, if you grew up in Nigeria, you understand what I mean. In essence, you, you go home after not seeing your mom for eight months, and then you tell your mom, I'm fasting. She will whack you on the head with a chicken bone. So you have to eat mommy's food for weeks to put mommy at peace, especially when you've lost so much weight. Then he started the fast again, Tony. And it was in October, if I'm not mistaken, he said. I wept when I heard this. You know why, Tony? That's how we were raised. This generation don't know. Imagine asking God one question for 10 months. And the question simply is, I finished university, what next? 10 months of fasting. And God spoke in October. And God said to him, this was a guy who was already a full-time minister from university. You won't go into full-time ministry yet. He says, I'll give you a job. You'll work that job for a while. You'll invest in the lives and destinies of people. You'll raise a great network. And in the future, I'll come for you. And he said that encounter then began to give him instructions of what to go, where to go, what city to be in, who to marry. Think about that. But you just make mistakes. You just make this as a mistakes. That's why you make mistakes. You just make decisions anyhow. Because you don't understand his lordship. In essence, like we talked two days ago, you cannot participate in the agenda of God in the seen world if you are not submitted to the lordship of Christ. So that's one of the things he came for. And it takes a grace to follow his lordship because the human flesh is designed to fight God's lordship. So surrendering to Christ, when you give your life to him, quote unquote, as Lord, you basically say, here's my life. You can make every decision from now on. Hmm. Tony, people want to get married on average at 30 years old. On average, the average person in our generation gets married at 30, give or take, right? You want to live till you're 90. So that's 60 years of marriage. And they can't take 60 days to talk to God with a clean heart. I mean clean, not a heart. Talk to me in the comment section, it's quiet. Am I hitting you too hard? I mean a heart that has not already made up its mind what it wants to do. 
I hope so. You can't take 60 days away from phone calls and ice cream bars to talk to God who, who's, who is supposed to be your Lord about whether or not this is his will. In fact, Tony, if you have been surrendering your will to him already, when that decision comes, your first response, especially if you're a woman, if you're, if you're a man, for instance, no, well, these days, it, it goes both ways. But when I was growing up, men asked women to marry them. 2022, I don't know what you're all up to these days. I'm not, you know, if it works for you, hey, as long as it's God's will, do you. But when I was growing up, we asked the ladies to marry us. I know these days, it's a free world. Before you approach someone, Tony, I mean, Lord help me, why am I going here? It's quiet, yeah. Tony. God will someday ask me what part I played in Ajoke Israeli Siavi's destiny. I'll give account for that woman, you know that? Think about that, Tony. I will give account for that woman. I'll give account for her life. Tony, I'll give account for her health. I'll give account for her spiritual growth. I'll give account for her sanity. I'll give account for her heart. And above all, I'll give account for whether or not she becomes the woman God created her to be. If I understand that, like I did, it took me 11 months, Tony, from when God first started talking to me about her as my wife, and nine months from when I first informed my pastor that I believe I had found my wife. It took me 11 months to officially ask her to date me. 11 months and nine months from, see, so, they, I, so it took me two months to figure out I'm sure and tell my pastor I'm sure. But then it took another nine months to be doubly sure that this was a journey I wanted to And if you're wise and you're a woman, assuming the guy did that, you will also take, like I said, at least 60 days. My rule of thumb is one day for every year you want to get married. Anything you cannot say no to for 60 days, let's say 40. Anything you cannot say no to for 40 days to get the mind of God concerning, you're likely to make a mistake. Because we don't know he's our Lord, Tony. Can I take this deeper? The believer does not have a salary. No. The believer does not have dividends or profit from his business. No. God has a salary that he passes through the believer's hands. The believer doesn't ask how much to give God. The believer asks how much he has to spend of God's money. So Tony, for instance, 
I got a bunch of money last night. Last night was one of my paydays. May God give you multiple paydays in Jesus' name. The first thing I did, Tony, see, is Dorinda on, Dorinda, if you're in the comment section, please make yourself known. Dorinda, please make yourself known. If you can hear me, make yourself known. Even if you're using a burner account. Dorinda is my chief strategy officer. She's technically my COO. She's in charge of our admin logistics and including our finances. Dorinda, if I'm lying, please put in the comment section. Tony, I got the alert at, well, I saw it. I don't know when it came in, but I, I saw that quote unquote, I got quote unquote paid at almost midnight last night before the press, just before the press. After the press, I fell asleep because I had to go pick up my mother from the airport this uh, very early in the morning. On my way to pick up my mother from the airport, right? I parked my car to charge. And the first penny that came out of my account was a batch of giving, including to Kingdom Culture. Dorinda is listening. She can say I'm lying. My first expenditure... See, listen, Tony. I gave a tithe, right? I gave an offering in advance. So based on that income flow, I gave a tithe, I gave an offering in advance, money went out to a couple of places, right? By the time the, the fourth of next month comes, right? So my, my housing fee, where I live, what I pay for my house, goes out, you call it rent or whatever, lease, it goes out on the fourth of the month. You know why I asked my landlord to make it the fourth of the month? Because by then, after that money comes out, Tony, I'm living on faith for the rest of the month. I'm left with not enough money by the fourth of every month to cover my expenses. And my expenses have, not, never, have never not been covered for years now. Because God has need of his money. I am a conduit. As he lives, and I'm not perfect, I'm getting better, but as he lives. Our CSO does not have a YouTube channel. She said to say, so how is she watching if she doesn't have a YouTube channel? She said to say, I ain't lying. Okay, please put that on the screen so they can see that I'm not lying. Tony, listen. By the fourth of every month, Dr. Joke and I are living by faith pretty much. Because it's not our money. Uh -huh. CSO is talking. Please put, let them see the CSO's name. Tony, it's not our money. You know why? Because we have a Lord. We have a Lord. Tony, we have a Lord. Does that make sense? We have a Lord. We, a, we, have, a, we have an owner. Let me give you scripture for this, because some of you are like, this is, this is extreme. Let me, let, let's put this in scripture. Let's put this in scripture. Galatians chapter 2. I'm coming to sin. 
Because one of the things we'll talk about is that part of sin is the opposite of what I've just spoken. If you are a Christian not living your life the way I'm describing, you are in sin. Galatians chapter 2. Help me, Holy Ghost. Galatians chapter 2. See, this generation will be delivered from the spirit of the age. Listen. Verse 20. I am crucified where? With Christ. Someone say crucified. Someone say with. With Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Look, colon, yet not I. Someone say not I. But Christ lives in me. Listen and colon, this is how it works. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith. What faith? What is faith according to the book of Romans and Hebrews? It's the substance of something hoped for. Listen, the evidence of things not seen. I'm going to destroy that definition for you in a second. But the Bible says it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Paul is saying, if the Christ we looked at on Thursday is going to live through me, it must be a life by faith. Meaning, a life con con conducted and constrained by the instructions of God. Are you with me? Okay, let's, let's look at faith a little bit more. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. It's very quiet today, but, but I don't mind the quietness. I don't mind the quietness. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Let's go to verse. Let's just jump straight to verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. The Bible says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, let's look at that word, word, because it's not the rema we looked at the other day. So it's not the logos, sorry. This is the word rema. Somebody say rema. Logos means the concept, the reality of God. Rema means the actual spoken word of God. That which has been uttered. Someone say uttered. Speech or discourse. Rema. Someone say rema. So faith, Tony, is not what you believe for. It's what God tells you to believe for. Paul says, I have been crucified in Christ, with Christ, and the life, the zoe that I now live, I live by the faith. Now look, he did not say the faith, let's go back there. He didn't say the faith in the Son of God, Tony. He said the faith of the Son of God. What was the faith of the Son of God? The Bible says, Jesus says, I don't do anything I don't see my father do. The Bible says that he believed God was able to raise him from the dead. The faith of the son of God is the faith that says, I'll only do what you say. And even if it means dying, I'm sure that you will not leave my soul to see corruption in hell. Paul says, as a Christian, this is the only valid life you should be living. Can you see how 
quote and unquote Ten Commandments sin will not even factor into the equation here. If your wrestling match is that, so, so Tony, God, I walk into a room and God says, don't say anything today. Now, I'm part of an organization, right? I'm the chief operating officer to the glory of God of a network of ministries under the leadership of my spiritual father, Bishop Judah Bismarck. So, by virtue of that, you would imagine that I should have a lot to say. Tony, we have had executive board meetings where God said, shut up. Not shut up in don't talk at all because you have to talk, but shut up in don't say what you think. There's an opinion, right? I have, I have a strong opinion on something and God says, shush. Why? He's my Lord. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. I'm the head of my home. I'm a man, right? Some things happen. I want to complain. And God says, I was joking with my wife the other day. I said, if I, comp if, I, if I raise an issue about every single thing that I see to raise an issue about, we'll be fighting every day. But I was only half joking. God says, shh, swallow it. But you can say anything, go anywhere, listen, wear anything. Eat anything. Drink anything. Hang out with anyone. Go anywhere. Buy anything. You don't have a Lord. You're a liar. You don't have a Lord. We know people who have Lords. Does that make sense? There is, see, there is a consistent moderation in the life of every... See, a Lord... Listen, Tony, a Lord will not always... Someone with a Lord, sorry, will not always have time for you. Because his Lord may need his or her attention. Someone with a Lord will make promises sparingly. Except the Lord told them to make the promise. Does that make sense? Someone with a Lord will not be at every single party or function. Someone with a Lord, Tony, cannot go... See, oh, see, when I was growing up in ministry, if you were going to invite a pastor to something on Saturday, you would beg. You'd say, sir, I, I know... You're going to be praying for church tomorrow. If you can just give me 10 minutes. They'll say, if you can just drive by for 10 minutes, I'll be so grateful. Because they understood we had a Lord. And we were going to go on assignment for that Lord on Sunday. Especially if we were preaching. So Tony, like I've told you before, Tony, I don't need to pray to preach. And it's dangerous. I'm saying it. This morning you're looking at the glory of God. I don't need to pray to preach. I could miss my prayer altar for a week and stand on a pulpit and the undiscerning person would jump and scream and say that's powerful but men with the ear of the spirit will hear a misalignment in essence I know the Bible there is a gift of the anointing on my life that is without without repentance meaning God won't take it back 
But when, when, when mature ears, see, when apostolic and prophetic ears judge a sermon, they don't judge the, the weight of the revelation. They don't even judge the atmosphere of glory. They are listening for alignment with a Lord. So the prayer, Tony, is not to perform. It is that I don't misrepresent my Lord on stage. It is that there is something the Lord wants to say and address. And those long hours of prayer are to make sure that I don't leave that stage and he does not have what he wanted. So, I cannot be at every party or every wedding. I can't. can't eat everybody's jollof rice. Someone say, Lord. Someone say, Lord. Now, Savior means, so Lord means you give your life to him. Savior means he gives his life to you. No, let, let, let's, 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 whew, let, let's go deeper with that Lord thing. Uh, there's a few more scriptures that the Holy Spirit is. Come to Matthew chapter 16, everybody. Matthew 16. Like I said, we don't, we don't hear this in church, in our generation a lot, do we? We hear, mess, you know, we, we, we keep talking about messages of hope. See, that, that, that lie that says this kind of preaching is condemnative. See, Jesus, Paul told the disciples, when you talk about the second coming of Christ, he said, speak of these things with expectation. There should be a source of joy. The rapture is only a source of fear to a person who is not aligned. The same way, stuff like this should be exciting to the believer who is trying to work out a life of alignment. The reason why they're quote-unquote condemnatory is we are not under his lordship. So we say things like we need messages of hope. See, if this is not a message of hope, there's something wrong with your Christianity. Matthew 16. Are you there? In verse 13, Jesus comes to Caesarea Philippi. He asks his disciples, who do men say son of man I am? I son of man I am. They, Jeremiah, Elijah, blah, 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 blah. Eventually, he then says, who do you say I am? Peter answers, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. We'll come back to that soon, in a few days. Jesus then says, blessed are you, flesh and blood did not reveal it to you. An unseen being did, my father. He then says, you are Peter, you are Peter. And upon this rock, I've told you, well, I've told, told you guys before, and Tony sent us a video recently with somebody else confirming to Michael Heisler. The rock is a physical place in Israel, in a place called Bashan, where Mount Hermon is, where the fallen angels descended. It was known as an occultic portal. He was literally, if you notice, after Matthew 16 in the, mess, in the, in the ministry of Jesus, the events that led to his death were accelerated. He literally was calling Satan into a confrontation. It was a provocation for war. He was saying, I'm going to come and this, your capital, will also be under my feet. All right. Now, verse 19, I'll give you keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be loosed 
and loose shall be bound, and bound shall be bound, loose shall be loosed. Right? In verse 18, it says, I'll build my church. In essence, he's establishing the authority of the kingdom in the institution called the church. Would you agree with me? That this is his, this is his foundational charter for the church. And we preach all those things, but then look at what he says in verse 21. Immediately he founds the faith, the church, the kingdom, authority, salvation. The next thing he says was, he begins to show them how he must go to Jerusalem and be killed and suffer. Remember in the book of Acts, when God appears to Ananias to go pray for Saul, he says to him, I have showed him the things he must suffer for my sake. That is a man with a Lord. A man that the Lord can inform in advance. You are going to suffer. Yes, sir. Let's go. But the average believer is shocked when there's any suffering in his journey. Now, not any kind of suffering. Suffer from, so I'm not talking about being sick. But no, there are things that your walk with God will cost you, Tony. See, there are things that being a believer, following the will of God for your life will guarantee you some tears. And it is baked into the equation. Peter began to rebuke him, saying, Lord, this won't, no, this can't happen to you. And Jesus said, Satan, in essence, that voice that says my walk with God will cost me nothing, Satan, get there behind me. Any, any voice that tells you that your salvation should exempt you from the pain of having a Lord is Satan. It's an enemy. Look at verse 24. Look at verse 24. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, so if you don't believe Paul, believe Jesus. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Someone say deny himself. Let's look at that word self, himself. I, I think we're going to be stuck here tonight. Is that okay? I, I realize the Holy Spirit has completed the hijack. Let's look at the, the word himself. It's the word hayato, which means, says from a reflective pronoun, otherwise obsolete and the genitive case. Him, her, it, them, in essence, anything. It's both individual and corporate. Now, let's look at its root word. It's the word autos. Somebody say autos. Now, if you understand Greek philosophy, this should make sense. The autos in Greek philosophy, listen, is a metaphor for your self-reality. Ego, auto, it's, it, it's basically, now ego talks about the holistic you. Autos talks about your, your, in essence, your subconscious picture of what it is to be you. The automatic you. Its root word is the word higher, which literally means air. Someone say air. Or to breathe unconsciously. To respire. You get the message. It means what you are by default. What you are without intervention. 
Tony, so if we wake you up from sleep, this is you. The, the, the subconscious you without the intervention of your mind or your intelligence, your base nature. Jesus says it is that thing you will deny. So when a believer says things like, this is the way I am, you don't have a Lord. Because if you're, Tony, I told you I'm shy. You don't believe it, right? I'm very shy. I was born shy. Well, I don't know if I was born shy, but it, as far back as I can remember, as a conscious teenager, I've been shy. Shyness is not compatible with my calling. Tony, I like my own space. I mean, you, you know that one, right? That I can, I can be in this office all day and just lock myself in my office, right? And I'm, I, I'm good. Okay. But if my Lord says you have to come out and interact today, I don't get to say I'm an introvert. Over the years, people have always told me how shocked they are how, at how easy it is for me to accept injuries and insults from people and not fight back. And they think it's because I'm spiritual. Tony, I'm not. See, it, oh, let go, see, may God not abandon me one day and you see how truly vindictive my natural nature can be. Yeah, I, can, I, can I be real? For those of you who think I'm a saint, now, I have never been vindictive to anybody, at least in the last 16 years. Oh, but, Tony, it, it, it took a transplant because I was born not to take nonsense. I, I, I naturally don't take nonsense. Ask my natural family. Ask my wife and my siblings and my mother. They'll tell you that it is not my nature to be a sacrificial lamb. No. But following him required me to deny myself, my, my urge for defense, listen, and my urge for explanation. My natural nature is to make it, so I want you to know I'm not stupid. There may be people who think I'm daft, there may be people who think I'm just an idiot over the years. And I, I, I just want to do something or say something just so they know. I know exactly what you're doing. I'm not stupid. But he said, deny yourself. Let him deny him. See, we jump to the take up the cross. Christian, let's go back there. You can't take up the cross because if you've not denied yourself. Because the cross is designed to occupy the space yourself was in. In essence, you have to lose the right to be authentic. Being a Christian is a call to hypocrisy. Hear me loud and clear. It's a call to what I call spiritual hypocrisy. Not hypocrisy where you say one thing and do another. I mean the hypocrisy where your natural nature is pulling in one direction and your Lord is pulling in another. And you go with your Lord even though your natural nature is screaming in the other direction. That is being a believer. And if you can't do that, you're not a Christian. You might be a believer, but you're not a Christian. Because the word Christian means like Christ. It means, exam means follower of the example of Christ. Deny. Your see, it's in the Bible. Can, can you see it there? 
if any man will come, meaning, Tony, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Can, can I say this? Can I say this? There are many so-called Christians who are not following Christ. I don't care how hard you're running. If the journey didn't begin with, with denying yourself, if we did not begin with picking up a cross, then you are not following Christ. Mm. <laughs> oh, Jesus, talk to me, somebody. You're not following Christ. So at salvation, you must deny your natural desires, instincts. Paul puts it this way in Philippians 3. I counted all things but loss. Anything the believer has in his life is something God gave back. Oh, I've emptied my pocket already. Um, what can I? Okay, sorry. On my office desk, there are some papers I need to use for an analogy. I took them out. You see some, some old receipts and some small note papers and everything. I had them in my pocket earlier on. I don't know why I took them out. Let me, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Thank you. So I, I'm a receipt hoarder. It's my nature. Um, I never know when I might need the receipts. Or I usually keep them in my pockets till my pockets are full, then I throw them away. So these are a bunch of receipts and smaller papers, right? Okay. So, Donnie, if you want to come, that would be great. Once you do that, yeah. So when I walked into the office today, the embassy today, these were in my pocket, my shacket pocket. So this is me pre-salvation. This is mine. When I get saved, I empty my pocket. See, look. Look, I'm empty my pocket, right? I empty my pocket and I give everything to Jesus Christ. Remember, he is Jesus Christ. He is both the man and the system. He is the image of God and the system through which God is administrated in the earth. Bible says all things are for him. We'll look at all this in a few weeks. All things are of him, for him, and by him do all things consist. He upholds all things by the word of his power. So this is salvation. It is now Jesus's, right? Okay, can I see you coming? Can I see you in the shot? It's now Jesus's. Now, I want you to pick out a couple of pieces of paper from there. So for instance, let's assume, so this is my entire life, folks. This is my right to be married, my future wife, my future children, my future houses, future cars, or lack thereof, job, prosperity, anything that my life has or has the potential to have, own, or be, I give to him. That's salvation. Now, suddenly, pull out one paper, just one. So, Jesus then decides that he would like me to have a wife. It's his choice, not mine. He would like me to have a wife. So he gives me the wife. I say, thank you. I now have a wife. Who gave me the wife? Who gave him the wife? Me. Paul says, I have the right, we have the right to lead about a wife. So every human being has a right to a wife if he wants one, if he can find one, right? 
when you get saved, you hand over that right to Jesus. In essence, that your marriage now becomes within the confines of the administration of God's will. So when he gives you that right to have a wife back, you cannot disobey his agenda because you're married. In fact, who the wife is, is something you must receive. So, notice, I gave him my potential idea of a wife. He gives me back a specific one. I say thank you. Then he, he decides, okay, I want you to have a child. So please pull out another piece of paper. He then gives me a child. I, are you following me? It's quiet. He then gives me a son. He tells me in advance his name will be Kadesh. He shows me what he looks like. So he gave me a son. So I'm not looking for a son because everybody's wondering when I'm going to have a child. Does that make sense? And when, when are we going to hold our grandchildren? Grandparents, we love you, but that's not how it works. Man of God, uh, when are you going to have a child? That's not how it works. Because this child is a destiny now. A human being whose future I will shape. If he doesn't think I'm ready for one, he says, wait. Then he gives me a child. I say, thank you. Now, I can preach. I can pray. I have some leadership skills, but I gave him my life, including my desire to be a minister. He then says, I'll call you to ministry, another piece of paper. Who gave me a call to ministry? Jesus. Who gets to name the ministry? Who gets to determine its vision, its location? what it does with its money. Does that make sense? Now, if he says you've tried, now take the next month of no preaching, I want to talk to you. Can I use the ministry? Say, Lord, but there's a church I need to look after. Who gave it to me? So what do I then do? I give it back to him and I say, I'll see you in one month. This is, so, now, so he gave me, a, okay, now give me a car. He decides, there were years where God told me, no car. So he gives me a car. I say, thank you. What else do I have in my life? Give me a house. Who gets to choose the house? How much the mortgage or the rent should be? The location it should be in? Everything about it, I mean, things like color, whatever, you may say, I don't care. Okay. So I now have a house. Now, notice, I gave him all these things in advance. So if there's a season of my life like I had where I have no house, can I complain I don't have a house? No, because my Lord has my life. If, I, Lord, I would like a house. If the answer is no or there's no answer, what do I do? I'm a, I'm a, I shut up and I carry on with life till he gives it to me. Now, eventually... I will be left with certain things now. So notice now, I now have this in my pocket. Don't lift up your hands. But he still has this. If he gave back everything, he's not a lord. The proof of his lordship is that there are things he gets to retain. So don't walk away now. So I now have to live my life 
within the concept of this. My Lord has rationed back to me what I gave to him. Let him, let's go back there. Let him deny, thank you. Hold on to those things for now. Let him deny, or we can put them back on my, de my desk. Let him deny, this one's too, please. Thank you, sir. Let him deny himself and take up his cross. Now, what is the cross? So, Tony, denying yourself is things you have a right to that you let go of. Taking up the cross is things that will happen to you that you have a right to say no to happen. You let go of some things and you accept some things. You let go of some good things and you accept some not so pleasant things. It's quiet today. What happened to my congregation? Y'all are Y'all could, you're so quiet, we could hear a church mouse peeing on cotton. <laughs> oh, Padge said something deep. Tony, please put, Chrissy, put, put what Padge said up on the screen. He can ration how much sleep and food you get. So Tony, the same God who gave me, so one of the things he gave me back, right, there was a time in my life where fasting was compulsory. Now it's voluntary. Compulsory meant I didn't have money to eat more than a certain amount of times a day. Tony, now I could, eat, I could eat six times a day now if I want. God's been good to me. Even in the cost of living crisis, I could still eat as much as I want. There's times in our house when, you know, Padre and I are joking and, and she's like, you know, because I like to eat stew. I love stew. And I love, I love sources of protein. Right now, my current sauce is fish. Salmon is my favorite. Don't buy me ice cream, buy me salmon. If you ever want to buy me something nice, just, just go to a shop and buy me a, a, back, a pack of salmon. It's equivalent of buying Ben and Jerry's. And Patrick will be like, yeah, the food's going to finish soon. You know, we need to, I'm like, has food finished in the shop? She says, no. I said, give me what I want. In, in essence, and I, and I joke with her, at a time in my life, I was rationing food because I was broke. Now God has blessed us. I want to eat. So I can, I can eat a different meal every day if I want to. I can eat a different meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. If I, does that make sense? God has been so kind and so amazing that if I wanted to eat, if I wanted to take, have takeaway every day for a year, I could. And then he comes and he says, son, I told you guys, a month ago, he says, from today, you will only eat when you are hungry. That's a cross. You will only eat when you are. And he defined hunger for me. He says, I'm not talking about intellectual hunger. So I studied my body for the next few days, and I realized... There's a way my body goes when it needs food, not once. There is intellectual, and, it, and it's not when your stomach starts rumbling. That's not what I'm talking about. No. A point comes where in hunger, your body starts to shut 
some things down to get your attention. You start feeling woozy, lightheaded. Everybody's different. Your, you know, your, your metabolic, you, your body just basically goes into panic mode. We need food, right? Now, prior to that, there is a signal it will give you on the way there. That's the signal he was talking about. Tony, I have a Lord. My wife can cook. My mother can cook. And both of them are in my house right now. There are two amazing chefs under my roof at the same time. And I have two young children. So Tony, it means even when we're fasting, there's food in the house majority of the time. I wake up in the morning, plantain is being fried in one corner, yam in another corner, there's stew there, there's beans there, there's smoked salmon, and my brain says we're hungry, but my body says we're not. And I have a Lord. I have a Lord. And when they release really, it, I don't know how my house works, really. when the cooking starts in my house, you can smell the food in my bedroom. I don't know how it gets there, but the smell, I think I know how, because I don't know how. Because my room is not even on top, of the, on top of the kitchen. But I mean, you can smell, see, if, if, you, if you don't know the smell of plantain while it's frying, you've not lived. Fried plantain at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. But I have a Lord. Even before the press started every week, every day for these seven days. I finish here at, we start here at 7 p.m. for this, it is written right. On an average day we finish between 8.30 and 9.30, right, Tony? It takes about 20 minutes to leave the building. I get home at about 15 minutes to 11. I'm sleepy, I'm tired. And my Lord says, you have a shift. So to keep from sleeping, you know what I started doing? I don't pray at home at 11 most times anymore. I walk to a field near my house in the cold. Why? I have a Lord. A Lord. Earlier this year, a friend of mine sent me a job description. Tony, and it was a job description that I could do in my sleep. It would have earned me 55,000 pounds a year for 14 days of work, was it 10 days of work a month, part-time, from home, remotely. And I said, Lord, you know what? Maybe this is the beginning of my book hour. It's a job I'm currently doing for free for a similar organization. And I sat down, in f- I told my wife about this, I sat down in front of my computer to update my CV. It was to run, it was to be the chief executive of a charity. 
And my Lord asked me, what are we doing? I said, jokingly, you know, like, I mean, thank you for the opportunity for Boka. He says, I'm not aware of any opportunity for Boka in this job. I didn't even tell my friend I wasn't going to apply anymore. I just missed the deadline, and he hasn't said anything until today. And if my friend knows me, he probably knows what happened. And my Lord said, this does not fit with your schedule. I told you I was buying a ticket to Nigeria. Right? I can call his name now. Reverend Austin, Tony. My brother, my brother's burying his mom in a week's time. Let's, let's say about 10 days' time. Right? My covenant brother is about to put his mom to rest in the city of my origin. And I'd given him my word. I said, he said, no, no, don't worry. I said, I'll be there. He said, but your conference. I said, bro, that's our mother. We will be there. And as I was trying to find a ticket, I told everybody, I told my mom I was going to Nigeria. I told Kingdom Culture, Lagos, I was coming. Paj had already released me, right? I was going to be in Nigeria on Paj's birthday and her wedding and our wedding anniversary. And my wife, because she also has a Lord, when I told her about the thing, and I said, well, at the time, I didn't give him my word to my brother. I just told her, you know, um, Reverend Austin's mom is buried on this day. I want to go. What do you think? And she came back and said, you know what? This relation, covenant, kingdom relationships, more important than romance, quote unquote, right? We're going to do this anniversary thing when you come back. See why I told you I married the right wife? Get you a good wife. So, Pad had given me her blessing. My mom had complained, how can you go to Nigeria when I'm not there? Who's going to look after you? Get you a mom like mine, right? All the arrangements were made. And I, was, I told the admin team I was traveling. Right? And as I was looking for a ticket, my Lord spoke and says, you will not go. I said, eh? So I informed my Lord that I had given my word and that I was supposed to be a man of integrity. My Lord informed me that he was my Lord and that as far as he was concerned, I shouldn't go. Thank God. See, have friends. See, don't have friends who also have a Lord. Tony. I then said to my Lord, if I'm not going to go, you need to give me wisdom on how to address this. Because this is now a matter of integrity. I gave my word. Now, you may ask the question what I was doing, giving my word, without checking with my Lord. But that's a different question. That's a different question, right? Okay, because that was part of my conversation with him. Now, this was at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, Tony. At 4 p.m. in the afternoon, my brother called me. I didn't pick it up at 4. I picked it up at about 5.30. I called Mark at 5.30. And my brother said to me, that his Lord told him, listen, 
the man bearing his own mother, his Lord said to him, let the dead bury their dead. Leave your brother alone. I have an assignment for him. How many Christians in that emotional place would have, that's why I don't have many friends. Tony, I don't have, you can, all the, all the people I refer to as covenant friends, you can count them on my hands and feet. I don't think I have more than 10 that I call a covenant friend or brother or sister. I don't think I have more than 10. And this is the test. So, Tony, he says to me, I don't want to see you in Nigeria. Just stay in the UK and get ready for the summit. God said he has work for you. Less about a week later was when God said, you know the reason I told you not to go? I said, yes. He said, well, you are going to be teaching and prophesying and praying for 40 days. What if I had bought the ticket, Tony? And what if I had a friend who did not have a Lord who emotionally blackmailed me? We need to go back in this journey of belief of Christianity to the first line of the sinner's prayer. The first word of the sinner's prayer, Lord Jesus. When Paul met him on the road to Damascus, he says, Lord, who are you? Lord. Before Savior, he must be what? Christian, let's go back to the scripture. I'm almost done for tonight. This is a good foundation before we start talking about sin properly. Maybe tomorrow. Let him deny himself and then take up a cross. So, if, Tony, if you take up the cross without denying yourself, it's wasted. There are many believers with crosses who have not denied themselves. They have amazing lives of consecration. They pray 10 hours every day. They fast for days a week. But they not deny themselves. There are elements of their personality and their humanity that they will not let God remove. I don't mean that they are wrestling with God for grace. No. They've told God, this one, leave this one alone. I'm a man. I don't take nonsense. I'm a woman. Nobody can treat me anyhow. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm a rich, whatever it is, whatever your sense of personality or identity is. He then says, and follow me. Now, Tony, where did he go with his cross? He denied himself when he came to the earth as a man because he was God. The Bible says he didn't see equality with God as something to be grasped. Something to be grasped. But he humbled himself. So he denied himself by, by being the word made flesh. By reducing himself from the, from the reality, the logos of the theos, to the sarks of humanity. The same one before, the last one. Then he picked up his cross. Anthony, where did he go with his cross? He went to Golgotha 
to the place outside the city to do what? To die. Someone say to die. Say to die. Oh, okay. Come. Come with me. Come with me. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. Shali Mahatile Roma Quaterenon de Brekita. And I think let's go to verse 31. 30. Corinthians 15. Let's start from 30. Let's see what Paul has to say. Oh, yes. I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. What does it then say? I die daily. I die what? I die what? Daily. Someone say daily. Someone say daily. Say daily. This is supposed to be a daily occurrence. Let him pick up his cross and follow me. Verse 25. For whosoever will save his life, meaning Tony, if you attempt to bypass this, you will lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, someone say for my sake, shall find it. Let's look at the word life. It could literally mean your physical life, but that's not the foundational thought process here. So it could, it could be anything including your So your physical life is literally the, the ultimate. But look at the word life. What's that word? What's the word there? Suki, right? Where have we seen Suki translated in the Bible? What's the number one, what's the most common word it's translated at in the, as in the English? It's on your screen. Soul, mind, let him lose his. So when the Bible says in the next verse, what shall he profit a man if he gains the world and loses his soul? You need to understand that in the context of verse 25. Whosoever wants to save his soul will lose it. What's your soul? Your mind, will, and emotion. Let's look at the word save. Got the word save. It's the word sozo. To keep safe or sound, to rescue from danger or destruction, injury or peril. Does that make sense? Anyone who tries to protect himself from difficulty in his thinking feeling and deciding will end up losing the faculties of thinking, feeling and deciding. In essence, salvation cannot be maintained if you are not willing to accept pain as part of the equation in your soul. This is what the Bible means when it says it is with the mind, the soul. That we serve the Lord. Hmm. 
Kalima Hadia. Can we see why we have a powerless generation in our day? Because we're not even dealt with the savior part, the sin part. Quote unquote. The fact that you are walking in a direction doesn't mean you're following Jesus. For it to be Jesus you're following, listen, you must first have denied yourself and be carrying a cross. I was going to go there, Tony. You, you, you hit the nail on the head. So the fact that you're walking in the same direction as someone does not mean you're following them. Okay, so earlier this year, I had the privilege of being at a TV station. I was at TBN earlier in the year. And when I got there, there was a car that had been behind me in traffic for a little while. When I got to the gates of TBN and I buzzed in and they said it was, they, they were expecting me, they opened the gate for me. So if that car had turned in with me, would they have let him in? No. But he'd been, he'd been driving behind me all the way down that road. But driving behind me doesn't mean you're following me. Does that make sense? Doesn't mean you're part of my entourage. So some people ended up at the throne of God and said, Lord, we did this in your name. And God says, depart from me. I never knew you. you ne and he called them workers of iniquity. You never followed me. There's no cross. I can still see yourself on you. So, the beginning of this walk, remember from day one, God is taking worshipers, everything we've learned so far, then Jesus, then Christ, the beginning of interacting with that unseen spirit God through the New Testament office of the Christ requires a divesting of yourself. That is the definition of proskineo. It is an act of worship that secures your, real worship that secures your salvation. You deny yourself. Then you accept a cross, a burden, restrictions, difficult, a, a, a restriction of your liberty. Ah, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more. See, this wasn't planned. But I'm actually dealing with some of the stuff I, I jumped. Some of the things I jumped is what we're dealing with today. And I can see why, because to get into sin, sin without dealing with this would not work. First Corinthians chapter 10. First Corinthians chapter 10. And I think we're going to verse 21. Oh, um, <laughs> for those of you who are looking forward to Halloween, let's deal with this real quick, real quick. 
Behold, Israel after the flesh, are they not which each other sacrifice to partakers of the altar? Listen, what I say then, the idol is anything. Okay, let's jump to verse 20. The things with the Gentiles sacrifice, the sacrifice the devils and not to God. I would not that you have fellowship with devils. You cannot listen, listen, listen. Oh, the Halloween is just, it's just harmless fun. Just trick and treating, you know. My, my whole estate now has giant spiders and cobwebs on all the houses, you know, Halloween decorations, pumpkins and, 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 and werewolves and all that nonsense. He says, you cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Are we clear? Because I don't know why we well, we don't in Casey, but I don't know why most 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 good pastors in in the United Kingdom well, in the West every year have to preach against Halloween every year. And I was tempted to preach. I was tempted to do it, and I was like, you know, what, forget it, uh, Casey. If I now you know you don't know that Halloween is is a no go area. You need you need deliverance. But we've cleared this up, right? Can we move on? Okay. Verse twenty three. All things are lawful for me. But all things are not expedient. First of all, let's deal with the all. Because the word all there, Tony, is the one time in the Bible that all does not mean all. Let's look at that word all. It's a word what? Pass. Right? All things. Pass. P.S. What does it mean? Individually, each, every, all, the whole, all things, everything, collectively, sum of all types. Somebody say sum of all types. Someone say some of all types. Some of all types. In essence, the Bible is saying here, there are many different types of things that are lawful. It doesn't mean every single thing. Of course, we know some things are not lawful. Adultery is not lawful. Does that make sense? Sexual perversion is not lawful. To God. Don't get me in trouble. I'm just, I'm just quoting the Bible now. Just quote, you know, every this is our we this is not discriminatory, nothing against the individuals. We love them, we accept them, we don't judge their humanity. But the practice, right, of homosexual sexual activity is not lawful according to the bible can, can we still say that on camera in 2022 and i'm stressing that not the the person is a human being it's no less unlawful than heterosexual fornication they're both wrong so this is wrong that is also wrong can we move on according to the bible fine so it's saying paul is saying there's several things that I should, that are lawful lessons. There are many things that will not violate salvation as a whole. But all things are not expedient. Someone say expedient. Let's look at the word expedient. Thank you, Jesus. It's the word simfero. Someone say simfero. What does simfero mean? to bring together to contribute in order to help to be profitable so i want to say profitable in essence for the believer it's not a question of does god hate this thing this is the concept of a cross it's the question of 
does this thing add profit someone say profit does the key so is is there a valid profit to the agenda of god from this thing listen all things are lawful for me but not all things edify let's look at that word edify it's the word oikodomio we know this don't we tony it means to build up to construct to found and establish so having a lord means you judge what you can or cannot do listen tony not based on whether it is lawful but whether it is edifying and profitable for who for god's purpose Let me give you an example, Tony. Now, I haven't seen him on TV for a long time. I don't watch TV anymore. But 20 years ago, there was a guy who was all over our TV screens. His name was Russell Brand. Is he still knocking around today? Okay. Now, when I saw Russell Brand for the first time, I found it very interesting that his trousers were, were blessed, shall we say. And I don't know if he pioneered it, but... At that time, 20 years ago, um, all the young people, all the British-born young people I knew, especially those of a certain racial demographic, were all wearing what we call Russell Brand trousers. Tight. I mean, skin tight. You could literally see the curvature of everything. That was the fashion, right? Is that, is that still the case? Somebody help me out. Talk to me in the comment section. Is that what you guys still wear? Tony, will I go to hell for wearing Russell Brand trousers? No. Does wearing Russell Brand's trousers affect my salvation? No. So when Christians argue about this dress code matter, we're not talking about your salvation. We're talking about, actually we are, I take that back. We're not talking about your savior. We're talking about the Lord part, not the savior part. So is it profitable and will it edify so me wearing those trousers right will it add or remove so it's not a case of well you know i have freedom yes you have true yes it was for it was for freedom that christ made you free the bible says stand fast in the liberty wherein christ has made you free listen and be no longer entangled listen with the yoke of slavery so the freedom it's talking about there is not the freedom to do what you like it's the freedom from the slavery of sin it's the freedom from satan being able to control you but then the same bible says do not take liberty oh okay let's go there 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 I, galatians chapter 5 because I, I don't want anybody telling me hey well this is just your 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 galatians chapter 5 let's go to verse 14. galatians 5 14. chrissy let's go there I think it's 13 I'm looking for. For brethren, 
you have been called unto liberty don't use liberty as an occasion to the flesh is it in your bible your liberty does not give you the right to yield to your flesh so paul says all things are lawful not all things are expedient profitable all things are lawful not all things edify so do those trousers build me up do they build the person watching so i'm, I'm standing on a pulpit preaching right and there's a poor lady on the front row trying to live holy for jesus right and the preacher's crotch is completely sculpted that's what russell brand trousers do right all the bits are nicely carved can i make your puke tony i didn't this year no was it was it last year last year was the first time i learned the concept of what it means to have a print I did not know ladies and gentlemen millennials help me out i didn't know what a print was till last year tony do you want a print is are you too old okay so tony according to the millennials a print is how your genitalia right is sculpted by your trousers so to have a print it means what you're wearing must be tight enough to show the outline of what the good Lord gave you in the place where he split you. Tony, guess how I found out about the concept of a print? From the picture of a pastor. A pastor took a picture and posted it and the conversation was about a conversation he was involved in was about the print so how does that print see we're not see the days of if you wear short skirts you go to hell is a lie no i'm telling you it's a lie you won't go to hell for wearing a short skirt you might go to hell for what is inside you that made you wear the short skirt oh but but the, the length of your dress will not be a factor in your eternal destination except you are wearing it intentionally to be a seductress or a seducer that's different if you wake up and say i'm going to leave my house with this way because i want everybody watching me on the street to, to deal with lust that will take you to hell but unless it's intentional just innocently just oh yeah i like that dress it's not gonna take but but is it expedient is it edifying Can I take it deeper? I want to buy a new car. Is it expedient? So what profit to God's agenda comes from that new car? So Tony, there are things you can afford you should not. No, there are no, don't get point for you guys know that I bought one last year. Wasn't brand new, but I so I have no I'm, I'm saying 
why did I buy it? What was the point behind it? Was it to say, I too have money? Or I just, no. So was there an agenda that you could tie to the mind and will of Christ? And is it edifying? Does, do I or anybody else observe my choices and does it build them up in their faith and their submission to God? Why do we have church services in the body of Christ? Why do we have a summit in, in 16 days time? Is it expedient? We didn't have one for three years. So it's not we must no, it's not, we must not have a summit. No, it's not we must have a summit. No. These are the, the markers of a person or a people who have a Lord. Listen, let no man seek his own, but every every man another's wealth. Are, are, are you getting this? Are you getting this? For what is a man profited? That's the same word. Expedient. What is the expediency? If you gain a world and lose your soul, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? That's a question. It's not a rhetorical question. He then ends by saying, the son of man shall come in glory of his father with his angels and then he shall reward every man according to what? According to what? His works. Notice it doesn't say according to his intentions. So the people who tell you, well, salvation is just about your heart. You can live anyhow. Now Jesus is in your heart. No. The heart gets you to heaven. But there is a reward system that is according to your works. He will judge your works. Why? Because your works will determine whether he was Lord. Your faith determines whether he was Savior. Quote and unquote faith, the belief. But the Bible also says that faith should be substance. Faith that works in essence. If you really surrendered, it should turn up in your lifestyle to him as Lord. The works don't save you. The works are proof that you were fully saved. What do I mean by fully saved? Remember Thessalonians. The Lord save your whole, you holy, body, soul, and spirit. Salvation was designed to affect spirit soul body your spirit was saved on day one your soul is being saved continually by submission and surrender your body will only be saved at the return of the lord when you're given a new body shall we what every man what works whether or not he was shown 
as your Lord. Simple. You don't believe me that the works they are talking about his lordship. Come with me. Come with me. This is my last scripture and then we, and then we close. Oh, remember the parable of the talents. Tony, remember that parable of the talents? Okay, let's go there. Matthew 25. Remember, Matthew 16, 27 is saying, when he comes with the glory of his father with his angels, he shall reward every man according to his works. Right? Let's look at Matthew 25. Matthew 25. Let's see how that reward works. Let's go to verse 20. So we know the story. He, a man called his three servants, gave one ten talents, one five. So well, actually, the, the, this is... So, okay, so this is five, two, and one. So gave one five talents, gave one two talents, and gave one one talent. One talent. Verse 20 says, He that received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying... Lord, someone say Lord, 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 you delivered unto me five talents, colon, behold, I have gained five more. His Lord said, good and faithful servant, listen, you have been faithful over a few things. These are the, the works being rewarded. Enter you into the, the favor, the joy of your Lord. Lord, you were my master. This is what I did. Because you were my Lord. The reward is enter into the joy of your Lord. So the reward, see, the, the, the fire insurance system is based on Savior. But the reward system is based on Lord. And of course, the one talent guy was cast out into outer darkness. Why? The Bible calls him an unprofitable servant. Remember what Paul said. All things are lawful but not all things are profitable so people who make christian decisions based on what is lawful as opposed to what's profitable they end up in outer dark see outer darkness is not hell i don't have time to show you that this this is heaven quote and unquote this is not eternal see in essence there are cadres of reward in the kingdom having made it past the fire insurance barrier there are now dimensions of reward. And there is a place where even though you don't burn in fire forever, it is outer darkness. In, in essence, it is outside the proximity, immediate proximity of the throne of light. And there, there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. In essence, there is regret. Thinking, wow, I wasted my life. See, every man will waste their life. Chrissy, you know, I use tight trousers intentionally because the women say I'm always coming for them. So, 
I decided to come for the men today. Equal opportunity. Um, every man will waste their life one way or the other. You can waste it on your Lord like the woman who poured her alabaster box. Or you can find out you wasted it in eternity when you are called unprofitable. All things are lawful. Not all things are profitable. All things are lawful. Not all things are expedient. Not all things are edifying. And having a Lord means you make decisions as a believer based on what is expedient or profitable and what is edifying. And you will be weird. You will be laughed at. You'll be made fun of. <laughs> ah. A fellow pastor called me yesterday night. Um, and I get at least one call like this a year. Some years I get three or four. Fellow man of God. Bonafide man of God. Been in Christ for a long time. Um, and he's been... Um, you know, I don't take it for granted when people who are... Who have been saved just as long as I have... Uh, men of God in their own right relate with me in a quote-unquote deferential manner you know I, I don't take it for granted many of these people not all of them but some of them are older than me the most of the ones I'm talking about are a similar age and they just for some reason seem to feel like there's something God has placed on my life that they can draw from and he was saying and I could hear I could hear him almost crying he, he kept saying, Rev, you know, the things that you preach, the things you've taught us, I was listening to this the other day. He kept saying, you know, you know God, God has blessed you, God has exalted you. Then he began to prophesy over me. He said, he said and, and in this nation, people may not see it, but God, God has given you a horn. You know, he was, so he was basically saying, you know, God has, God has installed you as a patriarch. Then he broke down crying and he was like, and I, he said, like, can I ask myself... You know, don't people see what you carry? He was crying. He said, don't they see what God has placed in you? You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, so he was basically saying, why, don't, why doesn't everybody see what I see? Why, why, why aren't you, this is what he didn't say. Why, why haven't you, quote unquote, blown? Uh, <laughs> I used to ask myself that question, but I haven't asked it in years. Over the years in church, people will come and say, 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 Pastor, with everything God's doing here, why, why haven't we exploded? You know why? We have a Lord. Someone say we have a Lord. And we don't choose our explosion. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't engineer our blowing, Chrissy, do we? We, we, or we follow our Lord. We deny ourselves, including denying our desire for recognition. Including denying our desire to be seen as important. We don't make decisions based on what will make us quote unquote blow. We have a Lord. We deny our need and we follow him. And if following him keeps us obscure for the rest of our life, bless God. following means that you don't blow 
your business doesn't blow your your coat you don't you're married and when i say you're married blow i mean you don't marry a slay queen or a rich billionaire with a six-pack the end of the christian walk is not success it is accuracy to the instruction of god you follow him as lord and you are satisfied wherever that takes you yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death how the the first the, the previous verse says he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake the next verse says yea though i walk to the valley of the shadow of death meaning sometimes hear me by the spirit contrary to what they told you sometimes the path of righteousness will take you through the valley of the shadow of death yeah there are seasons in your life and there are lives as a whole where god's will is the painful road it's the it's the road of frustration to the flesh it's the road of insignificance you yes miss deborah you pour your life out as a as a libation a drink offering david took the life men see david's men heard he wanted to drink water from bethlehem why he grew up in bethlehem they fought through an entire army three men to get water and then fought through again to bring the water and not spill it david looked at the water he says this is your life this is your blood so david poured the water out to god he said that sacrifice is this water and he poured it out as an offering to god that's how good good leaders don't accept the sacrifices of people for themselves you you go to god and say lord see, see how my people are sacrificing see dorinda technically work, working two jobs look at chrissy on online every single night look at tony busting a god look, look look at all these different people look at amanda look at natalia look at gerard and I say, look at every single person and then you say lord that sacrifice is not to build an empire we're pouring it before you if out of the ashes a quote-unquote successful ministry is built bless god but that's not the focus mm, no not the focus when we talk about faith i'll show you and when the bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for it's the evidence of things not seen read the entire chapter the things hoped for and the things not seen are not cars, houses, and marriages. They were the things the Bible says the old saints longed to look into. They were the coming of the authority of the Messiah. Now, does it work for individual things? Yes. But that's not the context of Hebrews 11. The things hoped for and the things not seen are defined in Hebrews 10, 11, and 12. They were the 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 mystery of the messianic ministry of christ and the establishment of his kingdom that was what all those were the things that every old testament saint hoped for those were the things that were not seen so the, the faith is not to acquire stuff faith is to install god's will and government and if anything is acquired in the process bless god so the writer of hebrew was saying now in our generation faith is this is what he was saying to them faith was all these things but now to 
us. Faith is the evidence of what was not seen. It's a substance. It's, in essence, they're saying now we have the full thing they, they lived and died for. That is what Hebrews is defining as faith. Because we have a Lord. Lift up your hands, everybody. If you have a Lord, lift up your hands. I want you to speak to that Lord with your hands lifted, if possible, and say, Lord, forgive me for every season and every circumstance of my life that betrayed the fact that I had a Lord. I want you to repent for Lordless living. Lordless decisions. Lordless behavior. Repent for licentiousness, for, for taking liberty as an occasion for the flesh. For living anyhow. For, for using him as a tool to enjoy your life. And not surrendering your life as a tool for him to get joy. I want to say, Father, have mercy. Say, Lord, give me grace to live the reality that you are Lord. Give me grace to live out the reality that you are Lord. Give me grace. Aitomandia. If you are really Lord, my life will be different. There are areas that will change. Tell him. Yes, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Yes. Yes, yes. I give my life to you. Yes. Be my Lord. My Lord. Grace to yield to your Lordship. This is what we call recalibration. What many in the kingdom today call alignment. Call alignment. The, the outworking of the inner reality that he is Lord. The old saints would sing a song, he is Lord, he is Lord, amen. He has risen from the dead, he is Lord. And every knee must bow, every tongue confess that jesus christ is lord father help us to raise a generation that knows you as lord a generation that knows you as lord help us help us lord we cry that we may enter into the joy of our lord what's the joy of our lord authority authority i'll make you rulers over cities over things i will i'll give you influence because now i can trust 
that your stewardship will only yield my agenda. Satan will not profit from any position of influence and authority and blessing and elevation I give you. Th see, this is what makes Bokar safe when he is Lord. God, God knows that the brightness of your rising will attract kings and Gentiles. But he wants to be sure that it is his glory risen upon you. Otherwise, when they are attracted, he will signpost them to the wrong kingdom. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Shinamakati alavadia. Elebedwa. Katebone ngedi balagadia alabada katikadwa. La sumbrekete. Ejembre kunente breketi. Zaburoko riabradendo rubadwa. Give us grace to be your people to whom you are Lord. Remember, we're back this evening at 11 p.m. at the press, praying emergency prayers of deliverance and prevention of demonic agenda. Please, please, please take this serious. I cry out from the bottom of my heart. This watchman has cried, no blood will be on my hand. Of course, the summit, we're now 16 days away. If you haven't registered, please do so now. Details are at summit.kculture.org. That's the registration site. Um, some of you have asked me in person. If you want to serve, please, there is a Google form in the description of this video. Please fill it so we know who you are. We can get in touch with you. We need all hands on deck. All hands on deck. Amen. To God be the glory. If you want to give to the summit, to anything else we do here at Kingdom Culture, if you tithe, if you're a regular giver, so if you're a tither to Kingdom Culture, you're a regular giver of any sort, you give, if you give at least five or more pounds on a monthly basis, uh, many of us much more, then please send us, or you want to do so, please send us an email at kingdombuildersofkculture.org. Um, we will be launching our Kingdom Builders Initiative officially at the summit uh, and announcing everything that we have in store to walk with you practically to see a return on your harvest, both spiritually and practically. So we want to know who you are so we can add you to that infrastructure. Of course, if you haven't subscribed to the Prayer Culture Apostolic Hub uh, YouTube and Telegram channel. We are an inter culture is interdenominational. Now we have churches and pastors from all around the world there. Uh, we gather four time, three times every day and a fourth time on Tuesdays and Fridays usually, although this entire week we've been gathering that fourth time. And we, uh, the entire hub is about equipping strategic collaboration and fellowship around the areas of prayer and intercession. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, but also come into the Telegram channel so you can see notifications and be involved when there's time to have conversations and things of that nature. The watches are 6.30 a.m. Monday to Saturday. Morning Drops of Glory. It's a corporate devotional time of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Uh, 12 noon 
this is all UK times, 12 noon, Mondays to Fridays, we intercede for nations, for cities, for the church around the world, and for the will of God specifically in his agenda. 7 p.m., now these 40 days, we've hijacked this one, but even after this is over, every seven we gather to pray for revival, for reformation, but also for healing, for deliverance, and for God to meet needs. That's Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. UK time. And then on Tuesdays and Fridays at 11 p.m. UK time every week, the press is a time of, of hunger, of desperation, of, pray, of Gethsemane prayers, but also prayers of alignment, uh, pursuing God, and prayers for divine intervention. Of course, this entire week from Monday, there's a press every single day, uh, from Tuesday, sorry, till Monday next week. We started on New Moon, Hebrew New Month, and we'll be going on to the day of Halloween, and that is, in my opinion, not an accident, that God is addressing demonic agenda. Uh, better to deal with it preventively than to deal with the aftermath. So if you want to give, the details will be on your screen. I will sign off here for tonight. I'll see you tomorrow. By the way, every Sunday at 1 p.m. UK time, uh, if you are unoccupied or this is your local assembly, local watering trough, we have, an, we have a service at 1 p.m. every Sunday, UK time from the, uh, from the London Embassy usually. Uh, and you can join us in on this. Uh, on, now, that will only be on the Kingdom Culture channel. So if you're watching this on the Prayer Culture channel, you need to find the Kingdom Culture channel. Uh, it's there, Kingdom Culture TV. That will be at 1 p.m. every Sunday. Uh, I'm looking forward to the presence of the Lord tomorrow. And of course, we're back at 7 p.m. in the evening tomorrow as well. Don't forget, 11 p.m. tonight, that will be in under two hours from now. Love you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.
your bladder is healed hey. that thing that has caused you shame hey. will not touch you anymore your bladder is healed hey. mm. I see I see a swell around the neck and the jaw it's a medical condition around the neck right as you're watching this begin to check it begin to check it the power of God is on it already yes the healing fire of God is on it already it's going down already yes ugly situations have been have been transformed right now thank you Jesus I just felt a burning sensation around my chest my stomach area down to my chest and as the Holy Spirit, the Lord says, I'm healing you of ulcer. Hey. Yeah, the Lord is just healing that right now. He just loves you so much. The Lord is just taking that away right now, Jesus. Beautiful for me. Thank you, Lord, for the healing and You make all things beautiful, beautiful for me. You make all things beautiful. Beautiful, 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 beautiful
Yeah. 